Pastor John has been teaching us and has been emphasizing the life of the Spirit as found by the Holy Spirit of God in the book of Acts, which gives a example of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And he has also used scriptures that relate to that. And we have emphasized and heard of the word spirit. Now, the word spirit that Pastor John has been emphasizing involves an experience. Acts chapter 2, it involves the outpouring of the Holy Ghost upon the people as a manifestation of God's Spirit. Now, I'm going to use the scripture that he has given to us so that there is no confusion, so that there is absolutely no wonderment. Because when you say the word spirit and you talk about the dynamic of Acts chapter 2, cloven tongues appearing upon them as it sat upon them, a rushing wind, they being filled with the Holy Spirit, it is a dynamic expression of a God happening. And he speaks here before that, and I'm going to ask Taras in a moment to read a text that continues on about the glory of this dynamic experience and what it is. I've been brought up in the church. I don't know when I've been saved, but I have heard multitudes of teaching on the Holy Spirit. And I've heard of these things that are spoken by the Spirit as an emphasis of the Spirit. As a boy, they were scary to me. They were confusing. They were something that I could not really grasp a hold of. Because here is the one that Pastor John has related to them and says, Peter, after the outpouring of the Spirit, people speaking in tongues and things like that, The people said, what is this? What's happening here? How come we hear every man talking in tongues in our own language? So Peter's standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said to them, You men of Judea and all that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken or listen to my words. These are not drunken, as you would suppose, seeing it is about the third hour of the day. But this, what you see and hear, is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. 
and it shall come to pass. And then he says what Joel says about being filled with spirit. It shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Then here is one of the results of God pouring out his spirit. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Now, I don't know if I've got the faith to believe that. I know it's in the Bible. But if that is being filled with the Spirit, the sign of being filled with the Spirit is that people prophesy. Then he goes on and says, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Here it is in the Bible. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. You mean that the acknowledgement of being poured out and having the Spirit of God in you is prophesying, seeing visions, and dreaming dreams? What kind of prophecy? Well, a prophecy is a message from God, it's supernatural. Dreaming dreams. We dream natural dreams, but what does that mean? It means that there is a historical expectation that they're going to dream a godly dream, and that a godly dream has meaning. And on my servants and my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit and they shall prophesy. I don't know if there's faith in this room here or even a desire or a want to. If the evidence of the pouring out of the Spirit upon us is dreaming dreams and prophesying. Is that the Spirit? Is that what God wants? Is that only the evidence of being filled in the Spirit? Now when I hear the message that our pastor is preaching to us, I don't know if any of us have an appetite for this. Or, let me say, an expectancy for this. You may have shyness in your existence. So you may not want to prophesy. You may have had a whole life where the enemy sat on your shoulder and told you, you're nothing, you're nobody, you don't have a spiritual bone in your body. So here we now have, I will fill my spirit. I will pour out my spirit. 
And so now I'm going to ask Taras to come and show us what kind of a spirit. What is the climate of this spirit? What does it really affect? And what does it relate to? Because you're going to find out that in the word of God, when he says he will pour out his spirit upon all flesh, that it's not just everybody's going to start prophesying. Everybody's going to start dreaming dreams. Where's Taras? Taras, please come and read about David. David, who was a great king, but also a prophet. And God gave to David a promise. And he said, David, you are going to be a man of God and you are going to be filled with the Spirit. Please listen now, or it could be on the overhead, the text that we're going to talk about this morning that relates to the will of the Father when he says these kind of people are filled with the right spirit. These kind of people, their lifestyle has a message to it. They're not out there saying, thus saith the Lord, and speaking in ancient English. These people have the goods. Taras, would you read to us the text this morning? All right, uh, Acts chapter 2, verses 29 to 40. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher is with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He, seeing this before, spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. This Jesus hath God raised up, whereof we are all witnesses. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted, And having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he hath shed forth this, which ye now see and hear. For David is not ascended into the heavens, but he saith himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand, until I make thy foes thy footstool. Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart, and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you, and to your children, and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Thank you, Jeroz. The key to what the Heavenly Father desires 
for his church, for you and for me, is not just that we see visions, dream dreams, and prophesy or speak in tongues. There is a will from God the Father that he speaks here in the last verse that Taras read to us. There is a clause there that is the will of the Father for you and for me. I've been in a church all my life. I've traveled the world over in conferences. I've heard of the moving of the Holy Spirit. But there is a climate. There is an attitude. There is a thing that is the will of God concerning Jesus. Please listen to me now. That is not happening in churches. It is not happening in the ministry. And it's not happening in the world. What is it, the will of the Father? Is the will of the Father that there is a group of people that see visions, dream dreams, and prophesy? Or is as the Spirit speaks about the will of the Father, what does the Heavenly Father want concerning Jesus? That he would even put in here the scripture. Save yourself from this evil and perverse generation. What does that relate to? That doesn't relate to get filled with the Spirit so you can prophesy. What is the world attitude? The world spirit And the word spirit actually means attitude. It means climate. It means persona. What is the attitude of the world concerning Jesus? They are antichrist. The world has not given Jesus, the creator God, any respect. They haven't given God... The worthiness that he is so worthy of? What do we need to be saved from? There are churches that don't give God the authority. It's just their own ideas. They preach their own messages. How long is God going to allow this world... To tear down and mock Christ. It is the will of the Father that he be exalted. And it's here in the scripture that Taras read to us. He even promised David. He said the world is going to recognize and see that he is the Son of God. We just read it here and said, he is not only that, but he is both Lord, which means ruler, 
and Christ, which means anointed of God. A lot of Christians need to get saved in that manner. Giving God the authority that he is so worthy of. God raised him up to have authority in the church and have authority in our lives and to give us teaching that we are willing to obey. There are Christians that Jesus is not the Lord. They don't exalt him. They come along and they say, well, my friends think this. Or this is what we do in our church. I have been to churches that don't give Christ the authority. Don't hold him up. The will of the Father at the end of time. And the book of Revelation says he is going to judge the world because they did not accept his son. It is the will of the Father in this church that every one of us submits to the Lordship of Christ. Not just speaking in tongues or having some vision or dream or something else. What good is that if he is not the authority? How long do you think God is going to put up with the mockery that's going on in the world right now? Save yourself, he says, from this evil and perverse generation. Many Christians, many churches need to be saved from the worldliness of the world. What is it? What is the climate of the world? Mockery. Our schools are filled with teachers telling our kids, ah, that's just a fanciful story. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the creator? Many Pentecostal people and churches believe that if we have some spirit moving that the world doesn't even understand, that's going to bring a testimony that Jesus Christ is the Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord when you allow him to be Lord. That's right. And when you allow him to be ruler and when you exalt him, that's true prophecy. Amen. Amen. That's a true message. Yep. If we're going to go to the world today, that's right. we need to go with the message God decided that he would send his son into the world and that his son and his teaching would have authority and would be obeyed and the people would live it out. That's why I'm saying to you today and asking the question, how long is God going to put up with the attitude of the world? Why did these Jews, 3,000, turn to Christ? Because he preached to them the fact this Christ is both Lord 
and Christ anointed and confirmed by the Father. Then they were pricked in their heart. They were not pricked in their heart because they wanted to prophesy. They wanted to dream dreams. They wanted to have some spiritual manifestation. They were pricked in their heart because he came along and said, not only did the Father say you're going to exalt Christ, but David was told that he would be exalted and that he would sit on his throne. Until when? Until his enemies become his footstool. I ask you today, is the world the enemy of Christ and its attitude? Of course it is. Are they accepting him? No. Is Jesus exalted in the schools? No. Is Jesus exalted in businesses in Canada? Why, even today in downtown Vancouver, they've got an ungodly thing going on. You think the world is accepting Christ? And any message that says, well, when you got the power of God and you empty the hospital, you have supernatural miracles, then you're really anointed the Spirit. But if you don't obey and exalt Christ as the Lord, all of those miracle works don't mean a snap of the finger. Because even the Bible said, they will ask you, where did you get this authority? As Mark says, as John says, where did this man have these things that even by him mighty signs and wonders are done? Even on the day that they crucified on the cross, what were they asking? They were asking for some spiritual manifestation that they could believe in. Come down from the cross and we will believe in you. On the very day they drove nails through his hands. Was that the truth or a lie? They would not believe. I'm saying to you today, what is the attitude? What is the climate? What is the message that should be prophesied and taught to the world? Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. Can I hear an amen? amen? Well, how can we do that? If he's not Lord in his systems for even our church. Maybe violated. How can we do it? No wonder he's saying, what is the purpose? Save yourself from worldliness. What is the climate of the world? The climate of the world is to tear down Jesus, to destroy his reverence and his respect to absolutely not obey his principles in schools or in families. That's the spirit of the world. I've been a pastor for well over some 50 years. I had a situation where I was dealing with a man and a wife over their marriage and their, their household. When I said, well, the word of God says this, 
concerning husbands and wife and concerning their children. The reply to me is, we know it's in the Bible, but we don't care what's in the Bible. We're still going to do our own thing. And that's what's happening today. The world is doing its own thing. And you and I are to save ourselves from that attitude Mm -hmm. and that condition. Mm -hmm. I quote to you, the will of the Father was spoken in the book of Philippians. Let this mind be in you. God was saying, listen, let this kind of thinking be in you. Let this mind be in you. Concerning Jesus. Let this mind be in you. Concerning Jesus who? Being in the form of God. Thought it not robbery. To be equal with God. But he made himself of no reputation. And took upon him the form of a servant and was made in likeness as a man and being found in fashion as a man. This Jesus, being found in fashion as a man, what did he do? He humbled himself and became obedient unto death. Even the death of the cross. Talk about the will of the Father. And Jesus submitted to it. And at the name of Jesus, now here it is, it's authority. And this is what God wants for Jesus and has vowed and swore. He said, as truly as I live, saith God, the whole earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. Back to Philippians that I'm quoting. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, what did God do? God also hath highly exalted him. That at the name of Jesus, every knee is going to bow of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is, has authority, is Lord, creator. Jesus Christ is Lord. Why? To the glory of God the Father. You say, Brother Davis, we don't like this message. Well, I'm old enough now to say these words. Too bad. (laughs) It's the will of the Father that he has authority over every Christian. Every family, every church, everybody that comes to him, he has authority. If you read the book of Revelation, you find out what God the Father is going to do to nations, people, people groups who do not recognize his authority. And his lordship. 
the Lord himself said, he will cast them to everlasting darkness and destroy them. I'm wondering today if we as a church can humble ourselves and say, Lord, we need to accept your ethics concerning things. Serena spoke so good to us this morning about even giving to God. My 50 years or 58, almost 60 years of pastoring, I've had many people say, well, I don't believe in tithing. I've had men that have become wealthy at God's expense say to me, I'm not giving to God. How long, if you were God, would you put up with mockery? We're coming to an end of time. The world, I guarantee you, is not going to be let go by God to tear down Christ, to mock him, and to have an attitude of their own religion. It's not going to be forever. Is this too serious a message? No. I'm talking to you about the Holy Spirit. What did he come and what are we to prophesy? What are we to preach to the world? What are we to example to the world? We are to example that we as a people, we follow his ethics, his principles, his rules, because he's Lord and Christ. That's what we should be preaching. That's what we should be exampling. Can you receive this message this morning? Very difficult. How many can say amen? Amen. I feel this morning that as a church, as people, we have a right and an invitation to ask the Lord to hear our hearts cry so that when we go home today, if there ever is a battle between the systems of the world and the systems of Christ, that you and I follow Jesus. Can I hear an amen? Amen. How many can agree with this this morning? Amen. Let's lift our hearts up as we pray. Amen. Father, we pray that you would be exalted, that you would show us the kind of spirit that you have desired in your people, and that, Lord, we might be delivered from the worldliness of our time. Things are battles in families, in schools, in business effects. Lord, there's a battle going on with the climate of the world. There's a mockery that is going on. Please be merciful unto us all so that we can be examples of the true climate of Christianity. Father, bless every person here. If we are convicted in any way, we ask your forgiveness. 
And we ask you to help us. In Jesus' name. And all the people said. Amen. If this morning you would like to pray. And you would like to tell the Lord. I'm a candidate. To have the true filling of the Holy Spirit. To do what the Father desires to have done. And you fill you should speak a word of prayer. Michael has come here. And Tross, and brother, I forgot, but if you'd stand with him, if you need prayer this morning, even if it's just for a vow of your spirit, I'm saying this to us all, that God would be glorified, that we are doing the true will of the Father and that we can become filled with the true Spirit of Christ. Can you receive that this morning? Apparently I'm going to speak next Sunday. I hope that you will come. Brother Davis, you emptied out the church. (laughs) The biggest chapter in the whole Bible about being filled with the Spirit and what it means. We want to mention next Sunday. We want us to see what God as a church wants us to be. God bless you today. Tell Pastor John things weren't too bad.